Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and from the Holy Spirit. So it's been a while since I've been on this pulpit. Who are all you people? <laughs> well, uh, it's a little bit awkward, but good meeting many of you from pulpit to pew. A concerned husband went to a doctor to talk about his wife. He says, doctor, I think my wife is mute or deaf because she never hears me the first time and always asks me to repeat things. Well, the doctor replied, go home tonight, stand about 15 feet from her, say something to her, kind. If she doesn't reply, move about five feet closer, say it again, keep doing this so that we'll get an idea about the severity of her deafness. Sure enough, the husband goes home, does as instructed, he stands 15 feet from his wife in the kitchen as she's chopping some vegetables. It's her turn to fix a meal. And so he says, honey, what's for dinner? Hearing no response, he moves about 15 feet closer. Asks again, no reply. He moves yet closer, yet still no reply. Finally, he comes right behind her and asks loudly, honey, what's for dinner? And she replies, for the fourth time, vegetable stew. First time I heard that, it took a while. <laughs> we are all frail, aren't we? We all have weaknesses, be they mental, physical, psychological, or spiritual. Yes, that is the human condition. And because of sin and our impending death on this here earth, we are all frail. We're sometimes even unaware of a handicap in our lives or even in denial about our frailty. Yet even the healthiest among us suffer ailments or injuries. We're all just one step away from that mishap, that slip, that pull, that strain. And when even one little finger or toe is misbehaving, our whole body's equilibrium is disrupted. Now in today's gospel message, we hear about a man who was struggling with significant challenges, being deaf as well as having a speech impediment. In fact, today about 1% of the world's population stutters and these people who stammer often live in fear of not being able to get past one word. They go to restaurants, order what's easiest to pronounce rather than what they'd really like to eat. Now scripture informs us about how Jesus ministered to people with various physical disabilities. Of course, a spiritual handicap far more serious than a physical one. Now, Pastor Dave Andrus, a friend of mine, has been blind since he was 11 years old. However, I've been in many rooms in which the seeing people in the room, including myself, could not, yet Brother Dave was able to feel someone's discomfort. I have shared with him often, Dave, you're able to see what the seeing people cannot perceive. Without being able to physically see, Dave had developed a greater sense of hearing and a deep level of perception, a profound emotional sensitivity granted to him by the Lord. Handicapped people who know Jesus struggle with what they know to be a temporary condition. In heaven, if not before, the deaf will be able to hear just as well as anyone, and the lame will be able to walk, skip, and jump. But if one is spiritually handicapped and does not have a relationship with Jesus, well, that's why you and I, hearing Christ's call, are in the Great Commission. Now, the healing of a person's physical disability is definitely tied to spirituality. 
One aspect of Christ's healing that we can clearly observe is how Jesus' healing is holistic. While Jesus treats conditions, diseases, and sicknesses head-on, he also cares for our spiritual health, even our emotional well-being. In Mark 7:33, we hear how Jesus takes the deaf man aside in private, away from the crowd. Jesus displays his emotional sensitivity. Most likely, he did not want to make a spectacle of this man or bring any more embarrassment to him. Jesus most likely wanted this healing moment and this man to be free from distractions. Blindness and many other handicaps can easily be seen, but it's hard to see that a person is deaf or hard of hearing. And so people will often grow impatient with a deaf man because he's having trouble understanding something and often treat the deaf like they're less intelligent. So the deaf are often embarrassed, withdrawing into themselves rather than face a harsh, staring public. A few years ago, as my daughter Olivia was receiving an award at a middle school assembly, she smiled. But having suffered from a bout of Bell's palsy, one side of her face was completely paralyzed. And when she smiled, it looked as if she was leering like a joker. In the auditorium, I could hear whispers of people, kids and adults, laughing at her. What's up with her face? Her smile is so gross-looking. As a parent, do you spare your child by withdrawing from the public glare? You can be intimidated or disillusioned by the harsh, staring public. Or you can use these situations to delve inward. Instead of spotting the log in someone else's eye or calling someone else a hypocrite, how about looking inward? Am I part of that harsh, staring public. How do I treat people, much less care for people with warts and hurts and handicaps and challenges, and how should I do so? Jesus answers that question. In his ministry, Christ responds with personal care, mercy, skill, and love. Jesus' methods, contextual. He healed many, but his healing MO varied from case to case. He touched a leper. He made one blind man go to a pool, wash his eyes, a beautiful illustration of baptism. Others he healed from a distance, but in every case, the master healer invested special, personal, touching attention. You see, we can't put Jesus in the box. He's contextual, case by case, and his love sparkles through many facets in life. Jesus did not need to touch this deaf man physically in order to heal him. The touching was an aid to the man's faith and an expression of the fact that Jesus cared for him. In addition, since the man was deaf, through Jesus' touching and visual aids, he could follow the healing in progress. Jesus came right down to where that man was and touched him at his point of greatest need and hurt. Yes, that is the gospel in a nutshell, isn't it? We could not go up to God, so God came down to us in the flesh, and he reached down and touched us, and is still reaching down and touching us today. The benefits of touching. While science has proven the physical, psychological, 
and emotional benefits of loving touches. Researchers have concluded that when a person is touched caringly, the amount of hemoglobin in his blood increases significantly. So that's why when we care for people, we provide a warm handshake, a helping hand, or a soft embrace. Now in the ancient church, when a person was baptized, the pastor would take his fingers and touch the person's ears to signify that the Holy Spirit opens our ears spiritually. And in today's gospel lesson, Jesus does not proclaim in words your sins are forgiven, but by putting his fingers into the deaf man's ears and touching his tongue, Jesus not only heals the deaf man of his physical handicaps, but his spiritual ones as well, looking up to our Father in heaven, as verse 34 informs us. The deaf man's ears are open to hear and his tongue loosened to speak, especially to hear the gospel of our Lord and Savior and to share that good news with others, as Isaiah says, singing for joy. Yes, today Jesus teaches us about holistic healing indeed. John Mark tells us in verse 34 that Jesus sighed. You may recall that Jesus cried at the tomb of Lazarus our Savior knew that he would be momentarily raising Lazarus from the dead, but still wept, taking in the grieving, the suffering among those whom he loved. Now those of us who have been in a hospital for surgery or an ailment know how critical a nurse is, or how important it is to have a doctor who really cares for you. Our God is the basis of that care. Our Lord cares for you. He weeps for you. He sighs just thinking about you. Here, perhaps, Jesus sighed or groaned, feeling with the deaf man, taking stock of what he'd been through, the years of frustration with his handicap, the years of ridicule from the harsh, staring public. Are you going through a valley or a heartache, a frustration, pain, physical ailment? Jesus feels your pain. Jesus is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, Isaiah 53.3. In fact, Christ is not only sympathetic and abounding in mercy, he is empathetic. He feels with you. He comforts you. He touches you. He loves you. In fact, that's why Jesus came, isn't it? To touch us by healing our souls and our bodies, to redeem us from sin and its terrible consequences, Yes, God is love. And he teaches us to love and empathize with those who are hurting, to minister to people with compassion, to touch others, including those with mental health issues, especially during this month of mental health awareness. Last year, as women prepared to gather at Wellspring's leadership conference right here, lead where you are, close to the date of the conference, all manner of things were happening to the planning committee and those who were together. Folks were getting very ill. Arms were broken, literally. Cars were breaking down, and on the day before the event, we had a big storm, so flooding kept some of our friends in Delaware at home. It was like reliving the 10 plates. I started realizing that this was a test of faith. Certainly, Satan and his forces did not want Christian women and leaders inspired, informed, equipped, well, by the time the event did take place, most of the women did gather to be comforted by the Lord, encourage each other, 
receive equipment for healthy leadership and healing in the lives of those whom they serve. And a shameless plug, the next Women's Leadership Conference will be held here on October 15th. But in today's gospel lesson, although the deaf man's condition is tragic, he was blessed with those who cared for him. They had heard that Jesus was coming and brought their friend to Jesus. They had heard that Jesus loved people cast aside by others and accepts and loves them as they are. They brought the deaf man to Jesus and the life of the deaf man and their own lives would never be the same. Yes, Jesus is compassionate and he is powerful. Jesus says, Ephetha, be opened. Yes, open those ears, release that tongue. Ephetha was meant for the deaf man and others who suffer from that handicap. Ephetha was meant for all of us who suffer from an ailment, was meant for all to hear, particularly those who are deaf and mute to the gospel. God opens our ears today for the hearing of the sweet gospel. Jesus loosens our tongues today for the sharing of the good news in word, in song, indeed. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the very power of God unto salvation, Romans 1.16. Ephetha, God opens our hearts to bring our sighing, weeping, healing, and comforting to those around us who are hurting with some kind of brokenness and those who are yet without a relationship with Jesus. So, why did Jesus order those who witnessed this healing of the deaf man to tell no one? Perhaps he didn't want his ministry to be publicized as another physical miracle or magic trick. You see, he wanted the people to dwell on deep spiritual aspects of his ministry. But instead of obedience, as verse 36 relates, the more he ordered them not to share about the healing publicly, the more zealously they proclaimed it. Yes, it is the rebellious nature in all of us just to do the opposite, which is why parents often need to utilize reverse psychology with their children, a much underused strategy. Yes, the opposite. We are often not grateful about the everyday miracles that we see. Our bodies, though, are miracles in and of themselves. But human beings would rather see miracles performed with a snap of the fingers. Yes, the opposite. So when Jesus ordered the people to tell no one, they did zealously. On the other hand, God has given us the great commission to go and tell now. Are we obedient to his direction? Or is it more rebellion? Is more reverse psychology needed? Now you probably know of someone in need right now. Pray for him. Reach out. Show her you care with a touch of love. And when the time is right, tell her or him about Jesus and his healing touch. Bring them to Jesus. Back to Olivia, my daughter, who is not healed completely from Bell's palsy, perhaps 90%. Perhaps she will never be healed 100% here on earth. But she's doing much better by the grace of God, playing her oboe again. And there's no doubt that during the therapy she endured, we have heard Christ proclaim Ephetha to her. And there's no doubt that through her experience, 
Olivia is a different person, able to personally feel with others who are suffering from her condition. Now, speaking of healing, an older woman had serious hearing problems for many years, so she went to the doctor who was able to have her fitted for a set of hearing aids that allowed her to hear well by the grace of God. She went back in a month to the doctor who said, your hearing is sound. Your family must be really pleased that you can hear well again. Now the lady who was blessed with considerable wealth replied, I'm so thankful to God, but oh, I haven't told my family yet. <laughs> I just sit around and listen carefully to their conversations. And naturally, I've changed my will three times. <laughs> the deaf man in today's Gospel reading met Jesus that day, and his life was never the same. Meeting Jesus changes everything for anyone forever. And in the words of Isaiah, we hear, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. So in the words of the song included in the bulletins, the previously blind, deaf, lame, and mute may sing. Joy is budding trees and raindrops, sun-swept waves and golden sand. Joy is amber-tinted forests, new white snow, from God's own hand. Joy is mother's tender caring for her tiny newborn child. Joy is leading hopeless sinners to his ever-open arms. Joy is Jesus' strength around me. Joy is Jesus' love within. Joy is knowing my salvation, that I'm free from death and sin. Yes, joy from the total healing of both body and soul, that is the gift that Christ has for us. He forgives us all our sins by his blood on the cross, and he will raise up our bodies, whole, fully restored in the resurrection to come. All in heaven will be delivered from wheelchairs, crutches, beds, and institutions. Minds and hearts will be renewed. This is our trusting faith. This is what causes our tongues to sing for joy. Ephatha, touched and open. Christ says, Go now, touch, and open. Amen. And now may the grace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, stand watch over your hearts and minds. Through Christ Jesus we pray. Amen.